There is a land called Perihelion, and it's an absolutely magical land. It's located here on Earth, and it's a place where I had the gift of growing up from childhood to early adulthood. My father named this land Perihelion, and it means a planet that is closest to the sun. Growing up on this land brought so many gifts, and I had the honor of revisiting this land after many years. The gifts that it provided during our time together were immeasurable. So in this episode, you are invited to come and journey with me to this land called Perihelion and learn of its many blessings in the form of animals, insects, elementals, and their messages. During this time together, we can and we will activate a deeper and meaningful life. Please join me and let's do this. Hi everybody, it's Mary Beth Haynes and I'm the gal who speaks with animals and the host of the Awaken with Animals podcast. Awaken with Animals is a collection of inspiring channelings from the animals themselves and messages of guidance from them, those that we call our friends. They delve into the heart of the mind, body, spirit, and soul. And along with friends, some old, some new, I'll be having impactful conversations with other like-minded people who share a variety of profound experiences that animals and other sentient beings have brought to their lives. Anything from the journey of healing to the celebrations of life, there's an animal who has a story to tell, a lesson to teach us, and a gift to provide to us all. This podcast promises to bring you uplifting inspiration and divine loving guidance. I'll be calling upon the collective animal energy, animal spirit, and the beings of light to match and join our vibration. I will channel messages of love and hope, as well as help you with your own connection to the animals in your life, in nature, and more. We'll explore all of this with our heart's authenticity and our soul's growth in a space of divine wisdom and love always. So be prepared to be amazed at just how profoundly deep an animal's message can be, why they are here to assist humanity, and to learn just how many blessings they have to share with you. It is my heart's intention that as we awaken with animals, we will activate a deeper and meaningful life. Hello friends, it is Mary Beth Haynes and I am the gal who speaks with animals and I welcome you to Awaken with Animals, an opportunity to activate a deeper and meaningful life together. It is so wonderful to be here with you right here, right now. I um, thought, you know, what was our time together going to be about? And you know how our being a human and having all the different kinds of thoughts and emotions that go through our minds every single day. I was thinking to myself yesterday, kind of like, you know what, it's getting to be time for another recording. And so far, you know, I usually receive that energetic nudge, okay, it's time. And this time I hadn't had that. And so it was a real lesson for me in trust because. I knew that something would come when the time was right. And so you know what? This morning, really early in the morning, I love how when I'm sleeping and then I'm awake, but I'm in that in-between stage, so I'm not sleeping. I feel I'm more awake than I am sleeping. And then 
What happens is because I still have that connection to fall back asleep really easily if I need to, I'm in that state of, you know how when we were, if we were to do a meditation or kind of get to that quiet stillness, right? I'm there. And when I'm in that state, I love asking questions because when I ask questions, the answers come so quickly. And so early, early this morning, I was in that state. And what I asked was, what will be in the highest and the best for this next topic, this next time together with you all? And I immediately received an image of something that I did about a I'd say about a month ago at the time of this recording. And it was something that was very healing, but there was so much that came out of this experience. And so I thought, okay, so that's where I'm going to start. So where this leads to, I have no idea, but I trust and know that it's going somewhere. And I'm really excited that you're here with me in being able to share along in this journey. And I trust that it will continue following through. My next question that I had asked was, okay, So I know I'm going to be doing this later on when I wake up. However, you know, I'd like to ask for a crystal to join us and share its vibration and frequency as we spend this time together. And immediately I got the image of a boji stone. And I don't know if you've heard of boji stones. They're under different names. They could be under the name of a Nahavo berry, a Hopi marble, Moki marble. Or you might know it as a shaman stone. And essentially what this is, to me it looks like a nut. A nut that has fallen from a tree. It's very hard. And it it is made of stone. Uh, Like it's hard like stone, not like a nut. But it looks like a nut. And it looks like I want to shake it and hear the nut inside shake back and forth. But that's not what this is. So what it is, is it's made of iron oxide and sandstone, and they're usually found uh, near the Grand Canyon. And so they're quite old. They're believed to have formed over 100 million years ago. And how they got formed was when the natural flowing water began moving the iron minerals and then the sand minerals together. And then over time, and can you imagine how much time that would take? Over time, it would naturally create these boji stones or shaman stones and they could be anywhere from the size of a pea all the way up to the size of a softball like a baseball so this is not a pea size this is not a baseball size i would say it would be the size of a very large marble and so i'm holding this in my left hand right now let me see what else i can tell you about them well there is A story that I heard about shaman stones or boji stones and how they were used by certain indigenous communities and how they would use these for different practices or meditations. They would work with other tribe members in that way. They referred to them and used them as what a spiritual talisman would be. And they used these stones in being able to channel higher knowledge or contact angelic beings or spirit guides. And there's also a legend that talks about how the deceased spirits of these indigenous people would come at night and play with the, quote, marbles. And so what would happen is the tribe would, you know, have these marbles out at night, and then when they would come back in the daylight, the marbles would have been moved, meaning that this was a sign from their loved ones in spirit form contacting them. So there's a lot of different stories 
when it comes to this, but shaman stones are really powerful in helping us align our energy centers or our chakras. So remember, we've got our root chakra, sacral chakra, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, crown. We have other chakras as well, but those are our main ones that we're aware of. And these stones are wonderful, very powerful to be able to help clear the blockages within any one of these centers, any one of these chakra energy centers. Pretty cool, eh? And so a lot of times when we go through life and have different experiences and things that are going on with our energetic bodies, our physical bodies, our chakras can become out of balance. Well, this stone can help revitalize the entire energy column, which is pretty, pretty cool. So we can meditate with this stone. It will help us connect further with Mother Earth. And it'll help us in receiving the vitality or the, quote, nutrients that Mother Earth has to offer to us. What else can I tell you? Oh, shaman stones can help us with our intuitive side. So when we work with a shaman stone repeatedly, we can then gain better clarity, better understanding of not only ourselves, but our environments, you know, other people, other things that are happening. And often working with a boji or shaman stone can help us with enhanced psychic abilities. It can help with psychic protection. One can use a shaman stone or a boji stone when you're meditating or to when you're doing certain things that you would like to have complete protection around yourself. It's a powerful etheric shield, so it's pretty cool that way. Helps with inner balance, helps with so many things, and to not only have that inner balance, but to have it expanded. Just such a, a wonderful, wonderful stone to be able to work with as a tool. So that's, again, like a textbook. Or if you were to look up on the internet or in a book of crystal meanings or things like that, those are the things that you would learn about. But I wanted to connect with, and this is what the crystals are teaching me how to do. You know, it's good to know what they are about and things like that. And that's awesome to gain that knowledge. They're sharing with me that, you know, connect with me. Why am I here? Why did I choose to come at this particular time? And so as I connect, and I hold this boji stone, this shaman stone, in between my left and right palms. I hold them up to my heart center. And as I take this deep breath in connecting, why are you here? What frequency would you like to provide to us, with us, at this time? I'm getting a sense of connection. I'm actually seeing, you know those candles that have like a circle of friends? Or there's a circle of pets or... You know, there's a circle of something, but I'm seeing what looks like a circle of friends. I'm seeing they actually look the color of the boji stone, which is like a brown, and they are made of the boji stone and they are in a circle together. And it really feels like this is symbolic of us here now connecting together in a strong circular foundation, being guided, connecting with Mother Earth. Because I see the circle of friends together, but I see the circle of friends on the ground, connected. So we're not just kind of floating around. We are with the earth. We are connected with Mother Gaia. We are supported. We are protected. We have boundaries around us. And we have come together in unity. 
I'm also sensing, give me one moment here, because it's coming through a sense. So I'm sensing and feeling this vibration of pure divine love, but it's coming in a way that we can feel it deep within our core, our root. So when we connect to our root chakra and our sacral chakra, we are looking at, you know, the bottom, the energy center that would be at the bottom of our spine. So taking that front and back of body and then moving up, which would be kind of below our belly button and in that area being our sacral area. And that area there, I'm feeling a complete, connected, rooting, calmness, <sighs> way to be grounded, safe, calm. And I invite us all to take that deep breath. <sighs> to be able to come together with this energy. The energy that this boji stone, this shaman stone is giving us is of love, is sharing equality, is sharing unity, and is sharing this safe, calm, rooted space. Truly, truly beautiful. So thank you so much, Boji Stone, for being with us and sharing in this frequency, in this time together. Beautiful. So I was sharing with you that I early, early this morning had that that vision come into my mind when I asked the question about our time together and what it was going to be about. And maybe what I'll do is I'll start with how it all came about, right? How it came about this, how did I get to know this vision of what came? So not long ago, I was able to go back and visit a place where I grew up in, a place where I started out living life at two years old, a place where it provided 20 years of growth and learning and a place for me to set my roots down and live. So I was born in a very small community. And then at two years of age, my mother and father moved my sister, brother and I to another smaller community. This community that we moved to when I was two years old was a township. It was quite tiny, uh, very large in land and space, but tiny in population. So there was about 6,000 people that lived there. And we moved to a farm and this farm had 25 acres. So we were in a farmhouse and this farmhouse had a lot of history. Behind the house, we had a barn. This barn we found out had actually been moved many years before that from another place in the township that we lived in. And we learned about the history of the barn and how it was moved to our particular space. We had these areas that were beautiful, uh, green grass going down to a creek. And the creek went all along our property line. And so over the 25 acres of property line, we had tons of space in which to go and walk and hike and be with nature or just to go out and search. I remember as a child going out and searching, looking at the different logs and the trees and the different animals that would present themselves, walking along the water of the creek, following the, the flow of the creek, 
I remember finding different things in the creek because things would get lost upstream and they would find their way down. I remember one one day, it was quite interesting, all these bottles started emerging from the earth. It was so interesting. So they must have been buried for years and years. And then over time with the shiftings of the earth, they all of a sudden started emerging and, and, and being seen. And these bottles were really old. They were very old, old bottles. So there's, there's so much history and memories that I have of this space. Going back to the farm part, we had every type of animal that you might think of that would be in this part, uh, southern part of Ontario. So, of course, we had cats and dogs. And in the barn, we had horses and cows. We had pigs. We had chickens. We had goats, we had, um, let me see, we had ducks, we had, I remember having a frog (laughs) come visit me every summer, and every type of animal that you can think of, chances are I had it as a pet. And as I would go out and spend time with these animals, you know, at that time, I didn't realize that, you know, they were helping me. They were training me how to hear their voice. And to me, it was just normal. To me, it was just part of growing up. And I didn't realize that that's what they were doing until much, much later in life. And I thank them for that. And there was so many wonderful experiences with animals. I remember going into the barn and I remember we had three heifers. So we had three female ca- uh, three female cows that were very young. And we were caring for them and I remember going and spending time with them and as they got older I would go to the particular one that I claimed as quote mine that was my cow right and I remember sitting with her and I remember she licked my boot and she was just so kind and caring there was just so much compassion that she shared and then our horses and you know there was so many wonderful memories There were some not so wonderful memories. There were some really sad memories. There were some memories of accidents that some of the animals had from other animals or things that would happen through nature. But even though they might not be wonderful memories to remember in that way, they were learning points for me and lesson points for me and things that I thank the animals for teaching me about. So that's a little bit about the past, right? That's a little bit about this vision that I had this morning of talking about this space. When my father passed away, he passed away in 1995. And the land uh, was 25 acres. It was very large. To cut the grass, it would take, you know, at least four hours to do all the trimming and the grass cutting and all of that stuff. And when he passed away, it was just way too much for my mom to have to keep up or have someone to keep up. And she decided that, you know what, it's time. It's time to move on. So she ended up selling the farm and this beautiful family came and bought the farm. And I love how they always offered us a space to come to, to visit anytime that we wanted. If we ever wanted to come back, we were always welcome with open arms. And this family was able to spend the next 25 years there and be able to grow their family and to have their own experiences on this beautiful, beautiful land. And we connected with them not long ago because they now have moved forward from the farm to a new journey and a new home. 
and a new family has come forward into the farm now, and now it's on its next phase. So it's so beautiful how things have come about over the last, you know, 50 years. So going back to this space, the family, they shared with me not long ago, they said, you know, we consider ourselves caregivers of the land, for we never own it. It's not ours to own. We are caregivers. And I love how they said that. And it really, you know, kind of struck my heart in a way that, you know, that's true. We don't own anything. You know, we are there, you know, where we live, we are there to to care for, to have a space to to learn from, to experience life in, but we never really own it, do we? So about a month ago, I was heading over to this space, this farm, for the family that was moving out, was getting ready to move out, and joyfully invited us to come. So my sister and I actually went to visit, and we had a wonderful time there. And before we knew it, four hours had passed. We went out into the fields. We saw how this family, the caregivers, the new caregivers of the land, had taken such good care of it. The treehouse where we used to play in ended up dying. That tree died, but they ended up having to cut the tree down, but they created this sacred space around it. How the barn fell in many years ago because it was so old, so they had to remove the barn, but how they created a sacred space around it. How our pet cemetery was still in the area, but how everything was so sacred. The special touches that this family, the caregivers of the land, had had done over the last 25 years. And so it was such a a miraculous time. And I took so many pictures and videos, and, and it was just wonderful. One of the things that really, really felt so loving in my heart was that in the backfield, they had created a, a wetlands. And it was just amazing. They planted over 5,000 trees. They had this large, large wildlife pond where all the different wildlife can visit. And when we went out to see this, oh my goodness, it was beyond magnificent. It was like being in paradise. And you can hear the different animals and the wildlife and to hear the frogs and see the dragonflies and all of that. It was just absolutely stunning. The trees that I used to know were so big. They were so large and huge. And everything had grown up along the creek line. In fact, it was really hard. You wouldn't be able to go in and walk through it anymore without going through some some very deep brush. So it was so amazing to see how things had changed and changed so beautifully. And it reminded me about what life is and our experience with life and how it does not stay the same. It needs to move. It needs to grow. It needs to change. Otherwise, it becomes stagnant. And then there is no movement and there is no growth. And so just seeing the land and how it has adapted to the changes of the earth and the environment and over time was truly, truly a blessing to witness. 
A really quick announcement to make that I am super, super excited about. The Animal Communication Kit is now complete and ready for you. And the best part about all of this is that it's absolutely free. Simply go to thegalspeaks.com, click on the free resources tab, and once you submit your request, this customized package, including exercises and strategies that you can do to build a deeper bond with animals, learning how to communicate with the animals in your life, as well as animals in nature, and more will be sent to you within minutes. I am so excited about this, and I look forward to sharing it with you. So I asked uh, these beautiful caregivers, this family that was getting ready to move for a new set of caregivers to come in, if I could come one more time. Because this time I wanted to come and I wanted to be able to bring my camera, bring my tripod, and do some recording of the beautiful nature sounds and sights and all of that, that this land and the animals within it had to offer. And of course, I was welcomed by them with open arms. And so when I arrived, I asked the land and I asked the inhabitants of the land if I could come and record. And as I was walking down the path to be able to get to the wetlands, the most amazing thing happened. I was able to hear the voices in the wind. I will say this again. I was walking down the path and the wind was gently blowing through my hair, right? Blowing past me. And as I heard the wind hit my ears, I could hear these voices in the wind welcoming me. I started getting tears in my eyes because I had never received a welcome from this land like this before. And you've just heard me talk about how much wonderful memories I have of this land. These welcoming whispers were new to me. And so tears began rolling down my eyes. I proceeded to go to the back fields where the wetlands were, and as I followed the path to get there, I was greeted by this beautiful tree. This tree wasn't very old, maybe two or three years, and I stopped, and the leaves would go in the wind, and they would be talking. It, I can't explain it other than just saying that. Have you ever witnessed the leaves blowing in the wind in a way that you receive a vibration and you just know that there is communication. A tree is a sentient being as it's rooted into Mother Earth. And as it grows and as it does its beautiful energy and oxygen that it provides, this young tree was a new leader of this land. And as I continued forward on the path, I remember witnessing the bee as the bee was flying from the little tiny white wildflowers that were in the grass. And it would go from one wildflower to the next. And it would just fly so effortlessly, for this was its home. This was its place for it to be able to pollinate and be what a bee is. As I went a little further, I could hear the sounds of the birds in the distance. And they were singing this most magical song. The various birds that were there all sang in their own key and in their own sound, yet they were all in unison together. I stood there in awe. I did a, a whole 360 turn very, very slowly as I took in the sights and the sounds. 
And as I did so, I was taken aback because this land was here to share so much healing. When I proceeded to go even further along the path, I was greeted by three hawks in the sky. And as they began circling about and around, I felt their gentle vibration. And I tried to watch them as best I could, but the sun was so bright and the weather was so hot. And as the sweat was pouring down my face, I was just standing there watching them circle around. And as they circled around this one spot, they then began to fly along the creek and along the path that the creek would take. And they flew around. And again, it was so effortless. It was them doing them. It was hawk being hawk. So I continued further along the path and a dragonfly greeted me. And this dragonfly shared with me the secrets of the land. The dragonfly shared that as it flew around, it was able to pick up the different messages that the land had to share and it was able to bring it forward to me in a vibration of love. And it was truly magnificent. No sooner than I saw the dragonfly, all of a sudden something by the corner of my eye caught my eye and I saw this movement. So I looked and it was a tiny, tiny frog. This tiny, tiny frog stood there and waited for me. I asked if I could take some pictures and videos. And of course, frog let me do so. Didn't hop away, didn't become frightened. It completely was one with the land. And as I connected with Frog, I felt that inner peace that I needed to feel from the healing from a young child. For this land, there was so many things that happened in my, you know, from the age of two to the age of 22. There was so many things that happened in my life. And this Frog held that space to be able to share in the healing vibration that happened over those 20 years. For this frog was just starting out in his or her life. This frog was very, very tiny, so not very old at all. And as I spent time with frog, I received the love that he or she had to share, that love of space and that love of healing connection. And it just kept going on and on and on. I moved a little closer and by this time on the path, I was at the wetland, I was at the pond. And as I stood there and as the dragonflies flew over the grasses and the the bulrushes in the pond and all of those, those things, I could hear more frogs. And I could hear the frog coming up on the left. And then I could hear the frogs on the right answer. And then the left would start again. And the right would answer. And everything was in complete and total unison with one another. The wild duck came and the wild duck spent a little bit of time in the pond. So of course I got a little excited about that and I tried to get a little closer. Unfortunately I got too close and duck flew away and I feel badly for that because I really had hoped that I could spend time with duck but again that's that human part of me, right? That human part of me needing to remember that this is the space for them. This is not the space for me and for me to honor their space. And I got a little bit too close and I felt very badly for that. I apologized to Duck 
And I, I really feel that Duck understood. For Duck just did what he or she needed to do. I was getting too close. Duck flew away. So I share all this with you in the vibration of love and peace. And I really feel that there's a message of healing that's coming forward from this. Because during this time in being with the land, I had so many communications with the land itself, with the voice in the wind, with the trees, with bee, with firefly, with frog, with wild duck, with hawk. There were so many animals that were there, both seen and unseen. There were so many beings that were there, both seen and unseen. The elementals were so present as I walked back out of the path. The trees that the last time I saw were just tiny trees that my father had planted. And this time that I was walking by them, they were full grown tall trees. And along these trees in the tree line, the elementals were guiding my way as I was leaving. Along with some mosquitoes. <laughs> it was quite, uh, quite full of mosquitoes. And as I followed the path back, I reached the willow tree. And the willow tree was a tree that holds so many memories in my childhood. I remember growing up and my father talking about the willow tree. And I remember when we went out as kids and handmade a kite that never flew. <laughs> but we made it. And we, as we made the kite, we made it by the willow tree. I remember my mother telling me a story of how my father came in late at night from the barn and how he said to her, have you ever seen the rabbits dance in the moonlight? And she said, what are you talking about? He said, come with me. And so she gets her coat on and her boots and out they go in the snow to the willow tree. And you can see the light of the moon shining down on the snow. And you could see all the little bunny tracks looking like they were dancing right? Looking like the tracks were like they were all dancing together. So there's so many magical experiences this land provides and how much this land itself has healed over time. For we were the caretakers for a time and then new caretakers came for a time and now new caretakers are there once again. And as we have spent time on this earth experiencing on this particular land experiencing life, the trials, the tribulations, the triumphs, the celebrations, the sadness, the joys, all of that, the land never faltered. The land was always there. The animals were always there. The elementals were always there. And it really feels like the land has, has changed its vibration to even being more to being a stronger vibration, a more loving vibration. And with the wetlands there now and the wildlife that it brings in, it's just simply amazing. And so I feel the nudge energetically to ask you a question. And the question is, when you are outside, whether it's in your backyard, whether it's going for a walk in the forest, whether it's going for a walk down the sidewalk, whether it's going to a park, whether it's wherever you're going. I'm hearing the old saying, take time to smell the roses. And what that means to me when I'm hearing this is because I see myself, that image of me walking along the path and hearing the voices in the wind welcoming me. 
and seeing all the different beings that presented themselves to me from a tiny, tiny bee to a tiny, tiny frog to a big hawk to a beautiful wild duck to the trees that I used to know as being small now being absolutely huge to the beautiful tree that greeted me the first time, the, the uh, maple tree that looked to be only about five years old as a new leader of the land. It was just so magnificent to experience. And I feel from the vibration that these beings have brought into my experience and being able to share with you right here, right now, to invite you when you are outside or when you go into nature, we tend to go within a lot, right? And it's important to do that. It's important to, to receive that connection, to go through that healing, to ah, take that deep breath, to be able to connect with the healing that we receive, the grounding, the centering, the focus that we get from that experience. But the invitation is also there to open up our senses and to move from within to without, to move from what's around us. Because there is a tree or an animal or an insect or the voices in the wind that have messages for you to share with you. And as I've learned from animals and the animals that I grew up with on the farm, that they taught me how to hear their voice. And again, I did not know they were doing that at the time. To me, it was just normal growing up, right? And so they taught me so, so much. And so when you are out in nature, or I, like I said, even if you're walking down the sidewalk, just see what happens if all of a sudden that fly flies in front of you, or there's something buzzing around your head, or maybe there's a bunny that you see in the distance. Or maybe a cat that's outside of somebody's house. If you're in nature, you can hear the different sounds, the crickets, the animals that are in hiding during the day and that only come out at night. You know, they all have something to share. And when we keep our boundaries with them, for we are humans and they are animals, we are one. We are united together. However, we are two different species. We have different physiological needs. And therefore, it's not a good idea for if we were to see a wild animal for us to approach them, right? We need to honor the different physiological, physical needs that we are as different species, but we can still be united together in our own ways, staying safe and honoring their space as well. Kind of like when I saw wild duck and how I wanted to get closer and I ended up getting too close and wild duck flew away, right? I actually... I feel, and now I didn't do it on purpose, but I feel that I had infringed on wild duck's boundaries. And therefore, that was a learning lesson for me to remember that sometimes my human uh, wants and needs can overtake what would have been best for duck at that time. And I had two choices. I could have stayed where I was and just witnessed duck and the messages that duck had to share from that distance. or I could have pushed my boundaries to see how far I could get closer to Duck. And I chose the latter. And I received the consequence of Duck saying, nope, that's it. No more. Bye. And off Duck went because I had gotten too close. Does that make sense? So it's just an invitation to remember our boundaries 
and their boundaries. We are united as one, and we can have that connection together no matter the distance. And just to have that mindful regard when we're connecting with animals and insects and all of that. For if we are out in nature, we are on their turf. That's their space. And just to remember that boundary, that guidance in that way. So next time you're outside, the animals, the insects, the voices in the wind, the loving beauty that Mother Nature provides has an invitation for you. Listen, look, sense, and feel in a way that you might not consciously think of at that time. Set forth the intention to have a message come to you from a wonderful sentient being to be able to share with you in a loving vibration a message to support you in moving forward in your life experience. I really want to thank you for this opportunity to share my experience on this healing land. This land my father named Perihelion. And I can't quite remember what Perihelion means, but there was a meaning behind it. And I remember him teaching us this as a small, small child. And to see Perihelion Farm go from a space of many, many years ago to the space that it is now, and to thank the land for giving me the gift and the honor of being able to visit once again and share in its beauty, growth, and healing. I will be forever, ever grateful to the land and all of its inhabitants, forever grateful to the family that gave it love after our family left, and to the newest family that has come in to be able to provide it love even further. Friends, thank you so much for this time together, to be able to share this with you, and to be able to share this invitation of becoming mindful of when we go out into nature and to receive the messages from the many beings that are there to provide it to us with love. I wish you a wonderful rest of your day. And it's with my heart's intention that I share this all with you in connection with the highest love and the highest light. Thank you for being here. And until next time, bye for now. Mm -hmm.